Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 219. Don't listen to the gatekeepers. They haven't learned abundance yet. And uh, this was a quote of mine that I put up on social media in a couple places. And I had several people reach out and say, (laughs) I love this. Can you expand on it on a podcast? Um, Yes. You know, amen. Uh, Please talk more about what the gatekeepers are. um, You know, why it's of like a lack mentality, etc. And I was like, yeah. Actually, I would like to talk about that. And so on today's episode, I want to talk about like what is a gatekeeper and really how like it it was from kind of an an older paradigm of thinking. And I wouldn't just say over the last 80 to 100 years. I think historically we've seen this throughout history, right? Uh, Historically throughout history. But yeah, you know, I think we've seen it a lot. Um, And then I also want to talk about why you shouldn't let their gatekeepers uh, opinion stop you. The new types of economies that we live in and what's emerged and then uh, creating from a positive sum game, meaning like what are like some win-win scenarios versus a win-lose. Now, this is not talking about like sports and competition like that. I'm talking about more um, like in the business world, what was previously designed and like now what we're seeing more of. Right. Um, But overall, this concept of a gatekeeper is really somebody who's kind of uh, using some sort of a position, if you will, to potentially withhold uh, information, opportunities, um, you know, uh, necessary resources, uh, you know, a means for something that you could potentially advance, right? To me, that's a very uh, zero-sum game, as Naval Ravikant would say, a zero-sum game where there's a winner and a loser, sorry, you know, Um, I got to my position and that's just the way things are. You'll have to figure it out somewhere else. Like that's a very lack mentality in my opinion. Um, what was interesting is from my time in the consulting world in business, it was interesting to, to operate within a lot of companies, especially as an independent, right. And seeing how internally sometimes the behavior was now, Previously to being an independent contractor, um, I had applied to a lot of different jobs uh, over the years and just getting a job wasn't in the cards. Uh, I mean, even though I've worked my whole life and I love work, I love working, I love doing my job. Um, I, I would apply to some of these positions and I'll give you a perfect example of like a gatekeeping scenario of, of a couple of them. When I first graduated from MBA school, uh, and I was looking at working for digital agencies and I had both the background of like understanding how the internet works, um, from coding design and all these things, all the way to strategy and execution on marketing. And I remember talking to some of these agencies and it was very interesting to me because one agency, they put me through an entire process of interviewing with all different members of the team. And I ended up solving a couple of major problems for their company, one in particular that would have actually made them even more money and had to deal with a competitor of theirs um, for a current client of theirs. And everybody was like, this is incredible, this is amazing, all this other stuff, whatever. Then they were like, please design like the description of your role since it's a new role and we want you to have it. I even did that. Then I get a generic 
a message back from you know a, an assistant to a gatekeeper that said um thank you for your time in submitting your information at this time we're going to go in a different direction which was really weird because i had actually i was also friends with the or acquaintances with the vice president so it was a very weird scenario what happened somebody ended up denying me access for whatever number of reasons whether there was an intimidation of the fact that i'd solve a problem and maybe somebody thought i was going to lose they were going to lose their job i don't know but it's this kind of like behavior, like because if it were my organization and somebody solved me a multi-million dollar problem, I'd be like, get me that person right away. I'd like to meet them and I want to understand a little bit more about who they are, right? And that's the way I've always operated. Very um, just open and to possibilities and opportunities and good people, good, just good business, good ways of doing things. And I feel like a gatekeeper mentality is very lack, right? And we see this in a lot of different areas. Now, the good news is it's changing. Now, for any of you online folk that listen to this podcast, you know this. This is kind of like a term you're hearing from a lot of different people online in their different disciplines use it and in their marketing saying like no gatekeeping here no gatekeeping it's what they're saying is hey i'll give you all the information i possibly can within my line of work or within my disciplines in order to help you achieve in this, these particular areas and of course in doing so you might begin to establish this further relationship with me and um, perhaps also consume some of my other products and services Right. And I love that because it's very much like saying, like, listen, I love this stuff so much. Let me help you. Here's all the information. But if you're overwhelmed from doing it alone, here's products and services that might also help you. I mean, it's really simple when you think about it like that. Right. However, in the previous business paradigm that existed before the Internet and even really up until more recent years, including with the Internet, but really more recent, you know, that the, the previous business paradigm was very much like, give me your resume and you can have the most qualified person and then somebody else who's not. And the most qualified person doesn't get the job because the person who's not even close might have made a phone call and knew somebody. Boom. Sorry, you're not gonna get the job. Or, uh, you know, maybe somebody went to somebody else was like, hey, I would love to learn like how you did this. You know, I'm thinking about going into the same industry. Oh, you know, I don't know if I really wanna share all that information with you. They're like almost worried about another person, you know, coming into their world. Really? Like give it like pass the torch, help more people innovate your industry. Like, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's a very lack mentality. Like when you see like people who are very competitive in that nature, first of all, when you are in your path, you have a responsibility to keep like the mastery and running at it within your lane. And so more people in your field or your discipline, good. They're going to show new ways of doing things that's going to incorporate or that's going to, um, you know, invigorate you to be like, oh, I like that. That's, that's smart. How can I now like maybe push the new boundaries and then you push the boundaries and we're all like pushing the boundaries of something we truly believe in. Gatekeeping is very lack mentality. People who don't want to give away information. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about privacy, by the way. I'm talking about like just somebody asked me like, hey, uh, what, what um, resources do you use or what, um, 
what software do you use or, um, you know, things like that, right? Now, I get that there's some, uh, there's some things to look out for, right? Um, I had many of my, my resources when I was consulting uh, taken from me. Uh, from people I consulted with, they would essentially end up sometimes firing me and then taking the resources, which all around, um, most wouldn't do it without me involved, but some did. And then they realized it wasn't the same without me involved. Right. And, um, but that's, that happens, you know, but they weren't my employees. They had the ability to do whatever they wanted to. So, so, but this is more about people who, and, and it's funny, I, I looked up, um, online using a little bit of, uh, chat GPT, I was like, if you really had to define a gatekeeper, what are some different areas? And I thought it was very interesting what it brought up. And, and so I, I thought I'd bring these up and then uh, I want to get into why you shouldn't let their opinions. And then what kind of economies are we seeing now? What is a gatekeeper? One, control of access. Control of access to opportunities, information, or resources. They decide who gets through the gate and who doesn't based on certain criteria or standards. Yeah, that's got to go. Information arbiters. In the context of media and publishing, gatekeepers have been the editors, publishers, and media executives who determine which stories are told, which books are published, and what news is disseminated to the public. Imagine that. Like, we live, and I'm going to talk about this, in a creator economy. And people, I, and I get it. I totally get it. Like, I get when you have a massive publishing house for to publish your book, you can see why you would want to go to them. I understand. However, what I have noticed is... If I have my own distribution and I built my own community online, which I have with all of you, I am self-publishing my book. I want it to go directly to you and I can market with you. I can communicate with you. We can talk. I can show you what's happening with the book in real time. I don't need a publisher house. Now, yes, maybe to get it into certain parts of the world that, you know, might not otherwise be able to get into through self-publishing. Who knows? But at the same time, though, um, there used to be publishers that said, oh, this book is no good. You hear this all the time in art and writing and in so many different areas. Sorry, your book's not going to make it. Sorry, your film's not good enough. Sorry, I don't know if anyone's going to read your writing. Sorry this, sorry that. And you're relying on one person or maybe even 20 different people who say that you're not necessarily good enough for that thing when that may be the exact thing you should be doing. Who says that those individuals are right? And so we live in a different time where that no longer matters. Those gatekeepers, I mean, they still kind of have a role. Those that keep going to them, I guess, you know, but like, um, and they could be curators of good taste. They could, they could for sure, you know, but they have a responsibility. I don't think that they're always living up to it. Um, this goes also into when I looked up gatekeeper, cultural custodians. Gatekeepers often act as custodians of cultural norms and values, deciding what is acceptable or desirable in art, literature, and entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, that's got to go. Educational barriers. Uh, in academia, gatekeepers include admissions officers and academic boards who control entry into educational institutions and influence the direction of academic research and scholarship. You know what I mean? And then, of course, it brings up also employment ones. HR professionals and hiring managers act as gatekeepers into the job market, filtering candidates based on resumes, interviews, and other selection criteria. Yeah, but, like, they have to do it so much. Are they, like, how, you know, are they, what happens when somebody makes a phone call? What happens when uh, somebody who's more qualified doesn't get the job versus somebody who's less qualified? Like there's so many different people gatekeeping. Why am I talking about this is because gatekeepers are an old paradigm and we are moving out of that. And it's important that you know that. One, 
gatekeepers haven't learned abundance because they're demonstrating a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. They're demonstrating a lack mentality. They're they're almost taking some sort of a... a basically, they're playing a physical world game, which is uh, status, approval, validation, right? And we now live in a different time. And I'm going to get into that here momentarily. So why you shouldn't let their opinion stop you from your intuition, publishing your work, putting yourself out there, creating your community online or in the, in the real world, um, following your calling, building and creating the table yourself, and then, you know, inviting others to that table, showing how you would do something differently. The old paradigm of gatekeepers is unsustainable and it, it's, it's failing and it's changing because of the internet. What do I mean? Well, there's several types of what they're calling new economies, new types of economies that we live in. A sharing economy, a creator economy, an abundance economy, a knowledge economy. What are these? Well, a sharing economy. I can go online and say, hey, here's some really great things that I found. They might be very helpful to you. Um, for those of you that want to take initiative and try them out, please do. Hey, uh, so-and-so creator, here's what I'm using. What are you using? Oh, I'm using this software. Oh, that's incredible. Have you tried this software? No, I haven't. I'll try that. Cool. By the way, use this code. You'll get a discount. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Sharing. Cool. Why? There's over 8 billion people online who you serve and who I serve and who they serve and they serve and they serve all these different people. We, we, there's enough to go around. In fact, we all want to help each other because we are all doing the work. We're all like, listen, I'm climbing this mountain. Do you have any, any tools that might help? Oh, I do. Here you go. Here's a whole bunch of tools that might help. Thank you so much. Totally get you. I'm here to help. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're developing a positive sum game. We're both winning. We're both helping each other. We're both resourcing, right? That's partially also what the creator economy is. So when you hear the terms creator economy, for those of you, many of you that listen know what the creator economy is, but for many of you that don't, the creator economy is essentially a open market economy in which whatever your discipline or career path you'd like to take can be leveraged and utilized online and delivered to any audience that you decide to create. And in doing so, you are providing your value to them in exchange for their attention or their, uh, their money or their relationship. And really kind of all of them. And creators help provide value to the rest of the world who's also trying to raise their value and provide it to the rest of the world. Hence, you have an interconnected economy of people all doing their work in different disciplines, learning from each other, exchanging value and money. That's a beautiful thing. That's actually a real, like that's like a true economy, right? And then you also may hear the term abundance economy. Why? Because we now have access to so much information. Yes, we have to be very discerning. Yes, we have to use a lot of intuition. 
No, we can't take everything we see to like heart and that into complete truth. You have to always do your due diligence on everything, but we do have uh, access to information, whether they're public records, whether it's, you know, using chat GPT, um, you know, an AI, whether it's archived records, the internet has allowed information to travel fast. Yes, of course, that has been misused in a lot of different ways. We're not gonna get into that. That's why I say that no matter what you see, critical thinking has to be at the forefront of what you decide to do. Hmm, let me do some more research. Let me do some more research. Let me do some more research. And you keep doing research and you and you also bring in a little bit of that intuition <laughs> along the way. And you'll get, you'll you'll start to feel a little bit more of the bigger picture of what's really going on in, in, and also find the most relevant information to make better choices, right? And then you might also be hearing it called the knowledge economy, which really is you're starting to see it's all of this, right? Because, because we all have access to each other through the internet, we all have access to different experts in different fields willing to give information based on their journeys, processes, research, backgrounds, um, education, all of it, right? And, you know, uh, you hope that it it serves well. That's why you got to be discerning on the people that you trust and follow. And you might outgrow some and grow into others, whatever it might be. But we all have access, again, to an abundance of information, people, uh, you know, monetary means if need be for what we're doing with our particular work. And resources, all of these things. These are the new economies we live in. And there's probably many other terms that you can call them as well, too. Why is this important? Because gatekeepers who used to hold this behind gates can no longer do so, which is also why you're seeing such a shift in business and a shift in media and a shift in businesses who are like, you know, having now to go to individual influencer, influential people online, be like, oh, wow, like you as a personal brand, like really represent our values. Like people listen to you. It's like, well, yeah. You know, um, because I, I, I want to help my community and you hope not everybody, but you know, you hope, right. And so businesses are realizing like, oh, wow, like we need to kind of shift the way we, we communicate. It's like, well, you've long been needed to do that, but yes. So these new types of economies allow each of us to thrive when we allow ourselves to. And if you're finding that you're running into a lot of gatekeepers still, which are, probably always going to happen because humans will be humans will be humans go find a door go find another door go find another window go find your crew go find your community go find whatever you need to anywhere else but now because we have access to more leverage it and the final point i want to say about not listening to the gatekeepers because they haven't learned abundance yet is my philosophy is this, especially in, in business and in life. And again, this is excluding, obviously, if you're in some sort of a competition in a sport or something like that. But like either it's a win-win or I'm not in. Everybody wins in, in, in this business uh, that we're trying to do or this partnership or I'm not in. Because a win-lose mentality means that at some point or another, are you willing to do something that doesn't respect me? Or how I might end up in our outcome. That's not good. That's not business. That may have been old business. That's not good business. It's not honest or ethical business. And it's also not profitable business. If everybody in a business setting wins together, oh, we, we're good. We're really good. 
because we all want to contribute. See, this is what, again, what the whole creator economy is about. We all want to contribute. We all want to earn. We all want to, uh, you know, there's the, the famous uh, proverb, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So like, yeah, I want to go far with good people. I mean, that's pretty simple. It's a simple idea. Now, if somebody doesn't want to play that way, fine. Let them go play whatever other kind of game with whoever. Either it's a win-win or I'm not in. If you're in a situation where all are not working together for a common win, this is in business or in life, I would reconsider it. There is no win-lose that how in, in business and in life. Again, I'm not talking about competition in sports. That's a very different thing. That's, that's a healthy, hopeful, hopefully a healthy competition. I'm talking about business and life, positive sum games. Naval Ravikant talks about this. Rick Rubin talks about this. Like there's lots of different people that talk about this stuff, but you get the idea. So if you're in a situation where all are not working together to win, reconsider it, right? Either it's a win-win or I'm not in. And so this is, this is abundance mentality. This is, and this isn't like wishful thinking. This should have been the norm. Oh, you have a talent and I have a talent and we're going to work together and then we're going to help each other. And then in helping each other, we're both going to gain a, a lot of value, wisdom, money, um, time, you know, uh, service to, to others. Amazing. How is that not the norm? So, and I, I mean, we know why it's not the norm and I get that because there's been decades old uh, of doing it other ways. And I, and I understand that, but a lot of the, that former way of thinking came from lack mentality, fear mentality, ego, um, a, you know, just, uh, worthiness issues, having to prove yourself issues from gatekeepers themselves from themselves and from others that did it to them too. Don't listen to the gatekeepers. They haven't learned abundance yet. So if you get turned down for a job, if someone says you're not good enough, if somebody, and by the way, yeah, okay, maybe you're early on in your work and your art, fine. But if it's your calling, keep going, you're gonna get better. Don't let others dictate your path. That's your responsibility, right? So don't let others dictate your path. In the new era of what we're living in and where we're heading, there's much more opportunities and possibilities, but it is your responsibility to design and cultivate and create from that place. So you still can't avoid the work. Now you really can't avoid the work. Now imagine being told, hey, you can have, like you can create really any path that you want, but, and that's the good news, but the other news is that you're going to have to actually take on even more responsibility and accountability for your actions, decisions, and your choices. But the good news is you really can create it. Those former barriers that we used to have are no longer there. That's exciting news. I appreciate you guys tuning into every single episode. Thank you as always for listening. Remember, don't listen to the gatekeepers. They haven't learned abundance yet. I appreciate you. As always, please leave a five-star written review on Apple. Please leave a five-star rating on Spotify. It helps expand the awareness of the show. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you as always. And until next episode, I'm out.
All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.